Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, you know, diet and everything. So that'll be on me. Um, I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that. That doesn't that doesn't make me happy to hear, you know, we're high level athletes, so um you know, I, I got to work. I got work to do. Um, but also, you know, it falls on me, too, you know. Though um, cliche, you know, it falls on you. You know, everyone wants to take the blame. But, you know, it's all of us. Well, that's the that's the point in the Timberwolves season that we've reached. Four games in here. Yes. Carl Anthony Towns uh, calling out Anthony Edwards' eating habits. And uh, then, like, some just, like, weird... You know the old cliche. Every, everybody wants to take the blame. It's all about. It's like that's not at all a cliche, at all. I don't even know what he's talking about at the end there. I don't even know if he knows what he's talking about. Anyhow, this is daily Minnesota sports entertainment speculation, and in this case, therapy today. Uh, Judd's voice is on life support because he was just screaming at the yeah. wolves for three hours yeah. courtside media row last night. This row, I was just in front, Carl. <laughs> I just morphed into Tibbs. Carl. <laughs> Were you just like yelling at uh, the clouds or what Or what? What happened there with your voice last night? It just went out. Okay. I didn't even yell, but mentally I was yelling. <laughs> you yelled so much mentally. Mentally I was. Um, discombobulated your voice. I was pretty disgusted last night, actually. Well, uh, where do we begin here? I, I will say mm. I told you guys a few days ago. Hey, people need to shut the bleep up and stop complaining. This is going to take time. This is going to take weeks. The team from 18 years ago that brought in Cassell and Sprewell, veteran players with NBA Finals track records, it took them like two months to gel. It's going to take this thing a while to gel. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out in the first few games. But I feel like last night was a bridge too far. I don't know what I'm going to do on this episode. I'm just going to turn over to you to start us out, out with here. It it feels like more than just, oh, they're working through things and trying to gel. It felt it felt like more than that last night. So I guess what bothers you most about what you saw last night and what you've seen from the Timberwolves so far this season through only four games? Yeah. Um, so what bothers me about last night is... San Antonio, which is not good. Like, they work hard, and they might be good someday. They play hard, work hard, they care. Yes, they, they care. care. They care a lot. 
They we came, know they're well coached. Yep, they came into your gym and embarrassed you. And Finch used that word. Uh, so I am not going to a place where well the Wolves didn't say that. They got embarrassed. And what I hear, I guess here's my question about last night. So yes, like the whole chemistry thing, it's going to take time. But what did the Timberwolves do well last night? Like what did they do well? What did they they got outrun? The uh, just just as one example, okay, the fast break points, which were ridiculous throughout the course of the game. Uh, the fast break points were twenty four to fourteen, but at one point I think they were eighteen to two. Um, Carl continues to be Carl, which is driving me crazy. Everything is Carl, everything's a big deal. Um, he's not, you know. Here's the thing about the quote we played that really gets me. It really, really frosts my bacon. The thing about the quote that gets me is this. I don't know what that means, but that's great. He has so many things to worry about for himself. He has so many things he needs to work on. The kick out, the constant moaning and whining, the fact that he and D'Lo were guilty of the Kirk Cousins, former Kirk Cousins sin of stat stuffing. Um, and he continues to act like he's this authority figure post game. Like he knows, he knows what we need to do. He knows this and that he is the ultimate dude. Look at yourself. Take care of your own stuff. Is Ant perfect and had a bad game. He's not perfect, but Carl, you know what? Ant didn't get up there and start criticizing people. Like he didn't get up there and start criticizing Carl. Not and, publicly, unless, it, unless everyone feels that way about Ant and it needed to be said publicly, which yeah, I but I don't think that he's the guy to say it. My point is, the, the thing that frustrates me the most is this. Carl thinks he's the leader of this team, and I've gotten to a point where I clearly do not. Uh, Carl needs to take care of Carl. And if I'm Finch, I sit Carl down and say, quit with this stuff. I didn't name you captain. You're not the captain of this team. Um, you've got a lot to clean up yourself. Let's not be, if someone's going to call Ant out right now, it should be Finch. And if he doesn't call him out, it shouldn't be done publicly. Uh, everything about last night absolutely positively disgusted me. Uh, that I cannot say that about the first game, which I went to. They blew a big lead. It was unfortunate. They won. Uh, last night was a, in my opinion, until it didn't matter and certain people got their stats, it was a non-competitive effort that was inexcusable. Yeah. I'm actually going to start. We'll come back to Cat. There's a lot of there's a lot to talk about with Cat because last night was kind of a classic. Like, oh, look at the look at the box score and yep. the numbers were all there and everything. Yep. I'm going to start with Anthony Edwards, who I have largely given a pass to throughout the last few years because he's been a 19, 20, and 21-year-old. And then, of course, in two of the four games this year, he's been largely really good, like a couple 30-point games yep. where he's grabbing rebounds, he's passing, like he's active defensively as well. But we're four games into the season, and, dude, you still have a 4-for-17 shooting performance on your card. And now a three for 15 in which you just don't know when to stop taking threes. You got, this is where you got to grow up as a player here. You can't be hucking the ball three of 15, four of 17 and expect to take a third year leap as a superstar. You can't have these games. So like a little self-aware, he loves his shot and his shot looks like it should fall more often. Mm-hmm. But until you find some sort of rhythm where you can, you can take seven, eight or nine threes in a game and hit a large chunk of them, mm-hmm. stop taking seven, eight, or nine threes in a game, dude. 
basketball self-awareness. Now, that's one of the biggest things that I think this team lacks. Um, And then I don't love Carl coming out, and he always plays the martyr in these post-game press conferences. Yes. You know, he is the king of empty, hollow rhetoric. Like before the season, talking about good's not good enough anymore. It's time time to be great. It's time to go from good to great. It's like, that sounds great, but what is that? You don't even know what that means. You're just saying words. Do you understand what the process is to be great? No, you're still flailing every time an official wrongs you. You're still playing the victim on the court for two and a half hours. That said, I think it's interesting that he brought up Ant's diet after the game. You know, I don't look at Ant as a guy that's like out of shape necessarily, but I mean, he's a big, thicker guy. And he has struggled on the back end of back-to-backs. And even he said, yeah, I, I got to figure this out. I'm just bad the second night of back-to-backs. Dude, you're 21. You're 21. There's guys out there like Austin Rivers has been in the league for 10 years. And Rudy Gobert's got knee braces. And all these other guys who've got wear and tear. Dude, you are 21. You're spry. Why are you struggling on a back-to-back? So. Maybe there is something to what Carl is saying. It's like, dude, it's time to be a professional here. I actually, I will buy into that a little bit. But where I'm going to criticize Carl Anthony Towns is just, you are one of the presumed leaders of this team. And you spend every post-game press conference giving empty rhetoric and quotes and putting it on you. And like, you're just, you don't even know what you're saying half the time. And barely any of it actually comes to fruition, it seems like, right? Like the same things that plague him year after year in his career, aren't fixed. He can't even clean up his own house when it comes to complaining about officials and kicking his leg out and getting offensive fouls. You know, he spends two hours every night acting like a victim on the court in his, what, seventh season in the league? Oh, how could you call that foul? How could you, like, he takes a half hour to get up and down. It's a five-on-four jailbreak the other way because he unnecessarily falls to the ground demonstratively like a drama king, right? I th- I think I think there's something to like Ant and his inefficiency. Maybe there's some lack of professionalism. I I find that comment interesting from Cat, but on the Cat side, I think his on-court personality and demeanor, regardless of some of the numbers he puts up, I think his on-court personality and demeanor suck the energy out of most teams he's played on. He's a yeah. common denominator in a lot of these problems going back multiple coaches multiple different iterations of teammates. He has zero awareness. Zero. Um, the ant comment can be made, but it can't be made after that game, after the whole team and you played crappy. And you played crappy. The stats don't the stats tell zero story. Um he and Delo did the same thing, which is, oh yeah, we're staying in, we're gonna get ours. And and you have this hollow, stupid comeback that you didn't deserve. That that final spread should have been thirty. They deserved to be thirty. If I was Finch, I would have sat people and said, You guys are gonna lose by what you should lose by and no one's stuffing. I, I actually kinda like that he kept the starters out there just to yeah, send a well, message. Like you're no, you're, you're gonna play thirty nine minutes tonight, guy, on yeah. a back to back. Go. Yep. And I would have I would have sat them so they couldn't stuff the stats. But Carl's awareness is zero, and that's what just drives me crazy. This team needs someone to step forward, and like last night, they didn't have it. They didn't have it, and I think Finch is trying to see who will do it, and they don't have that yet. I mean, we can criticize Pat Bev up and down, 
But you know what? He stepped forward and he basically said, what the hell are you guys doing? No one's doing that right now. Gobert doesn't feel comfortable doing that. But it's not, it's not even like his personality yeah, to, and that's, to do yeah. that either. He's, yeah. yeah. And so I think what we're looking at is, you know, some very important people don't really know what their roles are supposed to be, both as teammates and on the court. And that's a frustrating thing to watch. Well, it's, and then we talked about this, by the way, Roy, if you missed uh, the rap with Royce episode, Mackie and Judd scored a YouTube channel. He was on a bender just ripping the wolves for 20 minutes today. So definitely go check that out for some therapy. Uh, but one thing we talked about with him was you got four kind of big figures on this team. Like the yep. four main figures are Gobert, Cat, D'Lo, and Anthony Edwards. Yep. But for different reasons, is that the uh, is that the Amber Alert that keeps going yeah. off for you guys? Yeah, yeah. It's in St. Paul. It's it's and actually it's in Roseville. And um, so is there like a going killer on. on the loose or what's happening? No, there's there's someone in Roseville that uh, that there was a stabbing and uh, they're just locking down Roseville. Which I mean. Here at Hubbard, we're about a seven-minute drive from Roseville, yeah. but that is why you heard a siren going off on my end of the microphone. I thought I was turned off in the event that we had a thing going off, but uh, that's what that was. Wow. I, I feel like off. if they had Amber Alerts like this back in the 70s, you never would have had a Michael Myers situation, right? Like the first killing would have happened, Michael and then Red. all of a sudden uh-huh. everyone would have had alerts uh-huh. on their phones, and it would be fine. I, I told you, Phil, about six years back, I'm taking a nap. And my phone starts going crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And my heart starts racing. Now, it was, and these are good, an Amber Alert, right? But I'm like, how do I shut this off? I can't have this. I'm at you, home. You can't, I can't be bothered help. by children being kidnapped. I can't, no. I can't help them. I'm on, I'm on my couch, and I just about had a heart attack. You're like, so I don't want to help you. Just, uh, deal I, with found a way, I found a way I shut <laughs> her off. <laughs> off. I can never get an alert again. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, okay, they got the four sort of figureheads of this team, yes. right? Gobert, Ant, Cat, and D'Lo. Yep. And I think what's happening here is you, you've entered basketball crisis mode pretty early. Not <laughs> unexpected that you would run into some turbulence. I think the turbulence that they've experienced, especially last night, is more than yep. normal. It's more than just like them trying to gel. Mm-hmm. And so now it's about, okay... How do we come together? Because we don't even know. We don't know if this thing can work because we haven't seen the best version of whatever it's going to be yet. Like, you can't just say, oh, it doesn't work. Well, we we, we haven't seen. I need, I need like 20 games to see the, whatever the best version of this is. I want to see it before I say it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And we're so we're still in that phase. Mm-hmm. But as you go through these bouts of turbulence, offensively or defensively, who steps up? What's the pecking order? Who is the one that leads on the court, off the court, practice, bench, right? And all four of them have a deficiency of some kind that prevents them from doing that. Anthony Edwards is 21 years old. He's fairly immature. It's not his time necessarily to just lead a team. Yeah. I don't expect that yet. I want to see him show steps and signs. He's probably four or five years away from being like that guy on a team, maybe, maybe two to four years away. Carl Anthony Towns has never shown that ability on any team he's ever been on. It is not him. Mm-hmm. He says things after games and he offers platitudes, but it's all just hollow. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually know how to lead. That's not his personality. Mm-hmm. I think D'Lo is actually a good teammate and has shown good leadership skills the last couple of years, but he's not good enough as a player. He's a good player, but he's not a takeover a game. He- he'll take over a game one in every eight or ten games. Like He took over the Clippers playing game. That was awesome. But he's like the 15th to 20th best point guard or ball handler in the NBA. Like, he's not he's not just going to say, all right, guys, I'm dropping 33 points tonight. 
hop on my back. He's not that guy. And Gobert can't really make his own offense. On defense, you know, he's he is what he is, and he's going to give you this credit. But, like, all four of them, I think, are kind of looking at each other to figure out, okay, who's going to fix this? But none of them are just capable of doing it on their own and saying, all right, I am the leader here. I am the Kobe. I am the LeBron. Like, here's how we're going to fix this yet. So they're working through, does it work, period. Yes. And as we're trying to figure it out, who leads us to the best version of what this should look like? Was last night to you um, a referendum on the system or on individuals? Because to me, it was the latter. It was a referendum on people, not like, I don't know. The system might work. I have no clue. The system Uh, may have fatal flaws, but we don't know yet because of the individuals that are involved. But but the thing that I don't want to hear calm down about last night is, no, I'm not going to calm down because there were several people who I know what their personalities are. And I did not like what they showed last night. Yes. Yep. It's a, it is, it's a weird dynamic. And I think because it's a unique week and that they get a back-to-back with a day off at home against the Spurs. Yes. So you, and then you get this broken Lakers team later in the week too. And they're also trying to figure out with Russell Westbrook, like they haven't won a game yet. So you should be able to just roll through these next two games on paper. Yes. But. This next game against the Spurs, they just gave you the blueprint. They shine, they shined a light in your face and held a mirror up to you and said, "Here's who you are." And now you get to play them again tomorrow night, knowing all of the information that was available to you when they kicked your ass. Mm-hmm. So can you can you absorb that information as a team and as individuals? Make the adjust. You are a more talented team than they are. You should be able to flip this around and beat them tomorrow night. If they get drummed again tomorrow night by the same team. (laughs) Yes, go ahead. Again, I was planning on waiting like 20 games to sound an alarm. But now I'm actually starting to think, boy, what is their plan B? Like, what if this, for whatever reason, like, what if this doesn't work? How many conversations do you think they had before pulling the trigger on that trade about, if it doesn't work, what's our out? Oh, boy. Oh, I don't Do you think think they had? They had to have had those conversations, right? Um, you don't make that trade and not think, boy, okay, if it doesn't know. work, it's what's good, our next chess move? Uh, explain this to me. So just in the wolf scheme. So for, forget the fact they got drummed. Um, explain this. Why is the basketball so consistently sticky with, with what they're trying to do? Because I mean, it D'Angelo moves around. Russell. It feels like it moves around at a snail's pace at times. I mean, the Spurs are like, hey, bye. Go well, on. it's they're because gone. of De- D'Angelo Russell is guilty. Anthony Edwards is guilty sometimes yep. of this. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns is guilty of this. Or, okay, it's my time to go one-on-one. I'm just going to force a drive here into traffic yeah. in the half-court offense for no reason. Really? Okay. And then I'm going to – and then if I don't get the shot off, I'm going to flail and complain about getting fouled while the yeah. other team races five-on-four the other way. You know, it's, it's, it's maddening. How do you not – Look at the like because there's chunks this season where they are moving the ball around and yes. they're throwing lobs to Rudy, and the lineup combinations are working. How is it that you see it on film, you feel it in a game, and then you go the complete opposite direction for stretches? It's so bizarre. Like the the fact that these, some of these guys don't learn from what works, and this goes back even before this year too. Like Cat in the half court offense, you can't just barrel your way into a a crowded lane. And then complain that you didn't get the foul call. Why are you still doing that in year seven? You know, it's just like 
Uh, so to answer your question, some of it's individual stuff uh, that exists beyond the scope of like this system and yes. Gobert and even before Finch ever got on the scene. I feel like at the 20 game mark is when the full panic can start because because right now it's frustrating. Well, we got a long way, and we do, and we have a, we have a, like Portland right now is four and zero, and Portland was thought to be hey maybe they're a good bubble team, but they're four and zero. The Spurs are three and one. The Spurs were supposed to be terrible. Um, it's definitely frustrating that you're not blowing out and winning these games that should have been winnable on the schedule. Phil had them written down at 5-2 and two to start the year, which seemed even like a layup because they're playing these crap teams, right? But I think yeah. once you get to that 20 and even 30 game mark, that stretch between game 20 and game 30, if it's still the same or worse, then it's a full-on panic. It's a full, it's a full what, oh crap, what do we do now? And and it, you have to also kind of weigh in, are they healthy? Are there injuries derailing things? Because if it's the same process from game 20 to 30 as it's been from 1 to 20, then there's significant problems and you have to address them. That's where I'm at. So you're still patient for 20 games? Is what I'll be saying. patient for 20 games. Wow. That's, you know, I, 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 I kind of envy that because I am, I am losing my patience after four, I guess. I'm not losing patience with what Finch wants to do. My patience with Cat to start the season was here. I know. And I'm holding my fingers very close. Like, I know him. I need to see, I don't need to see him morph into a different human. But I, but this whole thing of I'm the leader of the team. No, you're not. Someone needs to tell you you're not. It drives me nuts. But it should just happen organically at this yeah. point. I, I feel like there's but, enough, there's enough guys who know what they're doing now. Yes. Like, in terms, like Rudy Gobert has been in the league long enough. Yes. D'Angelo Russell has been in the league long enough, although we brought this up last year at times, too, and they this was more at the beginning of the year when they started, like, 4-9 and nine or something. I was worried that D'Angelo and Cat had just played on too many losing basketball teams mm-hmm. that they don't know they don't know what the light looks like. They don't know what it looks and feels like to be on a winning basketball team in the NBA outside of, like, D'Lo's one-year run where they won 42 games in Brooklyn, which is barely a winning team. Correct. And the year that Jimmy Butler came and kind of carried everyone. Correct. And so I don't, I think my biggest concern here is that it's not that D'Lo and Cat are garbage players or that they're, you know, bad humans or anything like that. It's that those guys have just been wired on losing teams for the large wow. chunks of their career. And there's a lot of wiring that they've just been unable to untangle to this point. And the scary part, the the answer, I think, to both your questions is this. If this does not work, and we're four games in, but if this does not work, that's it for Cat. Isn't that probably the plan B, right? Like, he's got to be the guy who's out. Um, yeah. And personality-wise, he so is making it very about hard. This. Four games that we're talking you know, about. No, no, no. You, you got to know what your no. plan B is, though. You got to know what your... No, you know what, though? We're not. We talked about this the night of the Memphis game when you melted down on Cat. People mock me. By the the playoff game. You're being too hard on him. I agree His personality you. is I agree a you. huge problem. I agree. A huge completely. problem. But what I'm saying is, no, when it comes to Cat, this is not too early. This is because this is not a scheme problem. This is a, it's all about him again. And now Ant eats too much Popeyes. And again, he's not the guy to call that out. It, he he might be right, but he's not the guy. Did he call that? What I want to know is, did his has he or someone else called this out in the past behind closed doors. Is this a subject that's been broached time and time again behind closed doors and it's not getting through? And he decided strategically to go public with it 
Because if that's the case, all right, well, then, you know, this dude's not putting in the work behind the scenes. I got to do something. I'm going to go public with it. If it was him just on a whim making a comment without there being behind the scenes leadership discussions, I have a huge problem with it then. Do you think, though, that he's the right guy to do that at that time, too? That's That's what I don't like. I don't mind the accountability. I don't like him holding people accountable when he's not yeah. accountable. I think That's he had, yeah, he has a lot of things to look in the mirror yes, at yes. before he starts calling out other people. In, including those bad games in the playoffs. Yeah. That was inexcusable. So here's another question for you guys. Actually, I'm going to ask you a question about, about Tim Connolly's first month on the job. Uh, and the question is going to be presented by our friends at Federated. Federated's been around helping our business the last few years. More than that, actually. Going back to 1500 ESPN, they've just been a great partner for us and a great partner for all sorts of businesses inside the state of Minnesota, outside. They're all about helping you navigate the world of risk as a business owner Mm -hmm. and maximizing the success of your business. Risk management tools and resources galore over at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Tim Connolly strikes me as a smart guy, uh, a, a highly regarded front office executive that helped build a really, really good team in in uh, Denver. And they're also off to a really bad start, struggling, by the way. He wasn't blind or oblivious to what we all saw in that Memphis playoff series where the highest paid star player on your team, complete, and I'll include the Clippers playing game. So you played seven games, including the Clippers playing game. And Carl Anthony Towns sabotaged three of them, actively sabotaged three of them with just overly emotional offensive fouls, out of context offense. Just he was completely out of his mind, shipwrecking three of those games. When you take over the reins in the first month or two months, whatever it was between the time he took the job and and made that huge trade, are you really thinking to yourself, that's a guy that we're going to commit the next five to six years. Like, let's ignore what we just saw in front of our eyes with his behavior and shipwrecking. That's a guy that we're going to commit to for the next five or six years. And we're going to bring in Rudy Gobert as the final chess piece. And we're all in on this. Or did they say to themselves, okay, hopefully we can just shake that off, mature, get better, learn from it. Tough playoff series. It happens. Let's get better. Let's add a great piece to the puzzle here. Let's fix our rim protection problem, fix our rebounding problem. If it doesn't work and we start to see some of these same things pop up, our out here is that we can recoup maybe not the same value you got. You know, you had to give up for Gobert, but like you could still get multiple first round picks and a current player if you had to trade Towns in an emergency. We are not anywhere near there right now. Correct. But I'm I'm asking you, do you think they had a plan B conversation before bringing Rudy Gobert in about Carl Anthony Towns or anyone else on the roster? Yes, definitely. So, wow, some bad <laughs> stuff going on at Roseville. I said, he's right behind you. Oh, my he's God, Declan. No, no. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. The call is coming from inside yeah, the house, so inside annoyed. the studio. Uh, yes, I think there is definitely a plan B. Uh, and I think the plan B is this. I mean... So when Conley took the job, he obviously talked to Fitch. Fitch is not a dummy. Fitch yeah. probably said, we got some problems here. Like, hopefully it works, but we got some problems. Um, I think I think plan A as a stabilizing thing is to have Gobert just emerge as the man. 
and Cat can contribute, and that's great. Plan B, though, is having to trade Cat. And look, Cat's inability to mature is and has been for a couple of years now a real problem. Like, this isn't changing. He, nothing's changing. Um, and I guess, I guess to, to talk about a term that we usually use uh, for Kirk Cousins is this. Is Carl Anthony Towns, Carl, is he a winning player? And my answer is no, he's not. He's not. It's, it's um, so that, conflicting because, like, that, a lot of this, a lot of signs would point to the fact that he is a winning yeah. player in certain metrics and on paper. But the eye but, test but he, he he's not a winning personality. No, he's not a winning leader or anything like that. No. And I mean, let's be honest: if he doesn't melt down in the playoffs, they win that series. Agreed. I mean, they were Absolutely. close with him melting down. Absolutely. So imagine if he doesn't basically lose his cool. They win that series. Um, I that's I a very losing. I don't care what the metrics say. That's a losing player. I, I still don't know enough about Ed. Like I, I am, I'm still hopeful on Anthony Edwards, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna savage him in the way that maybe I have with Carl Anthony Towns because he's 21. Like I believe a 21 year old player deserves leeway to grow. And when you're 27, you're kind of done. Like you kind of are who you are as an NBA player, and so I just think it's more fair game to call him a completed project. And same with D'Lo. And my biggest concern is that Towns and D'Lo, right now, their roles are, you guys are driving this thing. It is, it is still the D'Lo and Towns show with Gobert kind of as a support system and Ant coming along, right? I just still have questions about whether a Towns and D'Lo show can result in big wins. Like, can you win 50, 60 games with those guys as the focal points of a team? Can you win playoff series with those guys as the focal points of a team? Or are those guys just meant to be, you know, stat stuffers on mediocre to bad teams the rest of their careers? And or at some point, can they make the Kevin Love transition where, all right, you just you just need to be like the third or fourth guy very clearly, maybe even come off the bench, but you've got your role, but it's like the pecking order is, it's no longer ambiguous what the pecking order is. You're just like the third or fourth guy. And that's going to be great for you. And you might even win a championship doing that. That's that's my question. I just, until this thing turns over to, and, but I, don't, I also don't think you can just say, all right, Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert, it's your show. Because Gobert is a peripheral piece on offense and Edwards is 21. So like, I don't, some of these things, these aren't like system things. I don't know how you fix this. Now, if they come back and drum the Spurs by 15 tomorrow night, all right, I'm going to breathe a sigh of relief for sure, and I will back off some of this stuff. But these are all questions that remain four games into the season, and they're going to have to answer them consistently until I feel better about some of this stuff. When has Cat provided, how often has Cat provided um, you confidence when things are going wrong? Because that's he, my yeah, thing. He is uh, a little bit like Cousins sometimes in that, yeah. okay, the game is starting to turn. Yep. The defense is getting pressure. The crowd is into it. It's a tough environment. Adversity has hit. And sometimes Cat and Cousins pour gas on the fire and make it worse. Mm-hmm. They're not the calming presence that you need in moments of sports crisis. Yes. And that is tough to overcome. I don't know how you could just kind of change that. You either kind of have it or you don't. Yes. And Talents has shown time and time again 
And again, some of this stuff is like I see people on like some of the Twitter replies last night. It's like he was the least of their problems last night. This is a big picture conversation here. This is a, this is a zoom oh. out conversation. Yeah, this has nothing to do with like the stats from last night. No. But you got to look beyond the stats too, with both Cousins and with and with Towns in their careers. There's there's a missing piece there somewhere that's a common denominator thread throughout multiple different rosters and coaches and in some cases franchises, right? So I don't know, man. I wish I could be more zen like this, like Declan apparently is, and just oh, you know what? It's just growing pains. I, I my my sports sense, my sports sixth sense says that. This is more than just them having trouble yes. gelling with the system. Last night was bad, real bad. And here's my problem. Wolves and Wild, such high hopes. You know, high hopes, right? Man, I might worried about both teams. <laughs> I get the booing. And by the way, I, I don't um I don't look down on any Timberwolves fan for booing yesterday or booing on opening night. You should be booing. You 100% should be booing. This is definitely not, oh, don't look over here. Like, no, like, be happy that they're playing basketball and we're having a good season. I definitely don't want my interpretation of be patient for 20 games to fall under that umbrella because they have been embarrassing through the first four games. So be booing and be upset and hold the team to a high, a high standard. But I do think, just judging by how the league has started here through four games and how the Timberwolves have looked, by the 20 to 30 game mark, that's when we can really assess of this is going to be bad or we need to get out of this situation or what's the plan B. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, is there, okay, what what percentage chance would you guys, if this thing just, let's say they're just like mediocre, it's weird, there's no chemistry, it's not working, they're just a 500 team fighting for a play-in spot and we're getting toward February. I mean, would you legitimately look for a plan B exit mid-season? No. You'd wait till the end I'd of the wait. year. Yep. I'd wait. You'd have to play. I'd that, wait. I think. But I think last night is a tipping point already four games in. How we do need you a pl- we need that? a players only meeting is what we need. How do you react I, to that? I need a players only meeting They're off stat. Today. They're off today because of I believe they have to be because they play back to backs. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just glad they get to rest. Yeah, me too. Anthony Edwards looks like man, guy looks like he needs some rest. It's tough being a 21-year-old elite athlete and getting tired on the back end of back-to-back guy. Why are you eating crappy food and getting tired on the back end of a back-to-back? For people that wanted me to rip Anthony Edwards, here you go. Guy, be a professional. What are you doing? And stop saying stop saying things on Instagram that well, yeah. affect yeah, communities of people. Be an adult. <sighs> okay. Flagrant Howls, by the way. You can find our least favorite things and favorite things about the Timberwolves <laughs> through the first three games on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and Flagrant Halls with Kyle Tige. Uh We'll be back to recap the second Spurs game later on this week. We need a breather here on Mackie and Judd. Minnesota Sports Therapy for you. All right. Welcome, uh, welcome into one of our favorite conversations every week with the most passionate Vikings fan we know. You can find him on Twitter at RandyVikes69. He has correctly predicted several Vikings draft picks over the past few years on this show, he is Randy in Cottage Grove. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Randy, we appreciate you coming on here. And uh, this is kind of a special stable that we saw you tweeting about. We thought, let's, let's give you a chance to, to do this on our show here. And so uh, this special stable we're going to get to is presented by our friends at Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear they you're going to find on the planet, right? 
They're great. I I got a pair, and they've been fantastic. Uh, what's one word to describe, Randy, how chill boys make you feel every day? Uh, cool. Uh, the f- tames the fire. Yeah, you got to be taming the fire. In fact, I know chill boys probably have their own slogans and stuff that they workshop, but taming the fire <laughs> is one that we should suggest to them. It's a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online at chillboys.com. 15% discount on all products for first-time purchases. 15% off using SCORE15, S-K-O-R-15. Uh, how are you doing during this self-scout week here, Randy? I did, it was a great, uh, great, fantastic bye, bye week. Came at a good good time for a lot of us. You know, we let all these sacks and sack shots and, and touchdowns and a lot of this, you know, you got to take a little tolerance break every now and again. So we 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 did for half the day Sunday, and then we got back after it. But uh, you took okay. a tolerance break. You stopped drinking for half a day on half Sunday. Day. Good, huh? I'm glad. Well, just the noon games, and then we because we didn't play at noon, but the Packers did, <laughs> and they. I, I tell you right now, the divisions it's it's over. It's wrapped. It's wrapped up. You can write that down, as you say. Wow. That's it. So you don't. There, there's no chance. No chance of a of a Packers comeback. Who do you? Uh, you where, if you go ahead and you find me the the victories, they're going to need to because we're going to win thirteen plus. So I I don't I don't understand where they're going to. The math doesn't work. You know, as they as they say, uh, it it's not in their favor, and the, and then they're not trending the right way either. It's not not like they're getting hot at, at the right time. They 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 have nothing going. They're they're not they you know they they might squeak into a, a you know back into the playoffs but it's all it's done and it's so great to see the end of uh end of a, the this era of this whiny uh, guy this Rogers he, he's a whiner yeah. and and he blames everyone other than himself is what he does. Jed, are you ready to stick a stake in the Packers? Ooh, I mean, this is it's, it's early. they get the, they have the Bills this week, so they might be three and five. That's yeah, oh man, not yet, not yet. I, I don't I don't uh, wager uh, on uh, gambling sports uh, any longer. But uh, if I did, I would have I would have had a nice payday on the division. It was the, the mm. we were getting odds, as they say. Yeah. That's early. Hey, before we get to your stable here, Randy, you're kind of a, a man of many tricks and, and tools. Do you have any advice for Judd as he is clinging to the shreds of his vocal cords right now? Any way to bring his voice back to life? We, what happened? Yeah. Did, was he cussing someone out? I think it's a bug. I think it's a... Because uh, sometimes after, <laughs> like, a, when you go look, like, no. like those fall, we get these fall games where it's, it's you know, it, you, you got to cuss out an ump and, and it takes a toll on your vocal cords because it's colder and the beer is the beer is cold obviously still yep and you know unless someone brings a thermos of uh kind of warms up a little uh the fireball you know you you strain your your vocal cords the same way you could pull a hamstring so have you tried fireball yet judd you've tried tea and some honey have you tried fireball no but we have some I think you should try that. Maybe try it. I, I give it a shot. It jump give, back give it on. a shot. It, it, we, it's good. It's good cold, but it is also really good warm. It, it's <laughs> good. It's it's tasty warm, and you can put it in uh, you know well, apple, apple cider. Yeah. Very good. By the way, do you have to cuss out the umpires? Why can't you just play an enjoyable game of false off? I'm the man. I'm the manager. Someone's got to fall on this on the sword, and 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 if the player does it, they could get ejected. And for me, I yeah. just they just tell me to go go 
away from the dugout and go bark in the parking lot. So I will. I needed Randy at the Hubbard softball league two years ago. And when I was told to go sit down from the ump, forgot the count, you know, so I, I need, I need, I need someone to help <laughs> me get, out. You got ejected. I didn't get ejected. I was told to go sit down, but I was really close. Ejected. Yeah, I almost got ejected. <laughs> these guys get paid. Yeah. This, this isn't, you know, these are USSA. They, 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 they wear a patch. They got a, they got a uniform. Take a little pride yeah. in your job, Steve. You know, take take a little a little pride in, in knowing, you know, that the tag rule it, it's got to be enforced. It, it has to be enforced, and and, and I, I stand by what I said. You're 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 jag off. Yep. Who's I'm with Steve? Randy. Who is Steve? I've lost. Steve, I didn't say Steve, Steve, Steve is the umpire. Could be a name of a could be a name of an official. Oh, could be. Okay. Okay. I thought you were. What's his last name? Let me look him up. Quick. It's just a, it's a senior gold official, and we've had a few run-ins, and it can strain your, your if you strain the cords, if you have to bark a little bit, you cuss them out. You you got to be loud. All right. So basically, judges don't out. watch any Wilder Wolves or Gopher football games the fine. next couple I'll weeks, and you fine. should be okay. Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you. So, all right, Randy. Well, the the floor is yours here. Um, usually, you bring in your Vikings dud and stud stables after each. Not game. a lot of dud stables, not this year. No, just one dud stable so far. But uh, the floor is yours here for, um, I guess, the bye week. You're going to do something Packers-related? Go ahead. You tell us. Yeah, if you can do the music, I thought we'd do a, we'll go ahead and do a, a, a Green Bay Packers dud stable. Oh, let's get it. All right, here it is. I'll hit you with the, uh, the sounder, too. There you go. Go, Pack, go! All right, thank you. Uh, first off... Uh, this is a guy who a lot of people thought had a real promising career ahead of him. Maybe not so much anymore. Maybe now that old number 12 is, you know, going to be put out to pasture, could, he could be next. This is uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Matt, you're a dud. Uh, what? Coming up next. Matt LeFleur, Le I believe, is what we're looking for there. Excuse me? Coming up next. Not you're watching too many Friends episodes. Yep. Here, here's, excuse me? Here's Here's a guy. Who, who makes a lot of bonehead decisions, including uh, deciding to let let number so old number seventeen walk, you know, not 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 ponying up the the, the, the jack the scratch. And this is a, a Brian Gutekunst, the general manager. Brian, you're a dud. Yeah, tough to disagree there. Oh, that guy's doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here's Total a guy clown. who maybe doesn't get a lot, of, a lot of a hullabaloo, uh, but but he's he he knows he's supposed to know what he's doing, and he's built that team into a loser. Milt Hendrickson, Milt, you may be director of uh, football operations, but as far as I'm concerned, you're a dud. Okay, who who is this? <laughs> Matt Mouthpinza, Matt. You might want to spend a little less time on college campuses scouting the co-eds and a little more scouting the players because the, the guys they draft, they're a bunch of bozos, <laughs> they're three and four. Matt Melpinza, you're a dud. All right, are you just, like, reading through a list Patrick of, like, Moore. Pa- <laughs> Patrick Moore, you, you, you may not be the director of college scouting, but you're never going to be more than an assistant if you don't start put, giving Melpinza better ideas. Patrick Moore, you're a dud. Autumn Thomas Beninja. Okay, all right, all right, okay. All right. Autumn, all right. Not, you're, I'm, are you, you're, kinda, excuse me, Autumn. Think, it's, are you it's just, you're just on Packers.com slash front office right now. But you absolutely have no ability to scout players who are going to make an impact okay. at the pro right. level. Okay, Autumn all right, Thomas Randy. Beninja, Thanks, Randy. Hey, Randy, thank you, man. Appreciate it. He's... <laughs> 
He's literally on Packers.com front office roster, just reading names, calling them duds. I guess we could have just let him go through every oh one God. of the Packers front office, but there's a list of like 40 people here. So, oh, it's huge! Oh my God! I didn't. See Autumn it Thomas Beniga, pro personnel manager. Beninja. Beninja. Matt Beninja. LeBlanc. Joey Triviani's uh, running things yeah. for the for the Packers now, huh? Oh God! Who would you trust right now to run your football team? Matt Lafleur or Matt LeBlanc? Uh, oh man, man. Uh, Chandler. Do you do you guys think? Oh, there's actually, a, there's actually a memoir Mon- coming out. I'd go about with Monica, to be honest. Chandler has a yes. what's his name? Uh, Matthew Perry mm-hmm. yes has like a memoir about he's he almost died like a year and a half ago. He's yeah, been like yeah. bad. bad that's that guy. Um, do you guys think Aaron Rodgers will still be the Packers quarterback in a year from now? No, nope. Doesn't feel like it. Do you think he'll still be in the NFL? Mm. I think he probably. Yes, I think he will yeah. because he's defiant, but it doesn't feel like he's going to be back there. We're going to have to lean on Judd to tell us, because if that happens, they need to move on. they're Probably. about to enter. We kind of talked about this yesterday, but like I was born in 1985. My first football years. memories are 1991, too. Yep. I only remember the Packers being really good for 30-plus yep. years. Yeah, because Favre so, showed up in 92. They could be entering if that happens. So they're about to be three and five unless they pull a huge upset against the Bills, mm-hmm. which means they'd probably have to not run the table, but like they might only get two more losses the rest of the year, maybe mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. They're about to enter a dark period that I have never seen in my life. It's great. And it's exciting. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> it's it'll be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Go Amazing. Back. Uh, all right, any uh, any final words from your vocal cords here before we let you rest for the day? I'm shutting them down. <laughs> okay. I'm shutting them down. <laughs> the plane is landing. Yes, hopefully back tomorrow. Uh, so Declan's going to take the bonus scoop session today Thank with Dugues. Yep. I've got a trenches with Boone session over on Purple Daily. With You just put a quarter in that guy, Alex Boone, and let him review film, and he's the happiest guy in America. He said one of the like most fun hours of his week is just breaking down film on Purple Daily for the audience. So if you want to hear a man, 10 years of NFL experience, pure joy, breaking down offensive line film. Love it. Purple Daily, trenches with Boone. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for Write That Down Predictions. Save a little shred for your Write That Down Predictions tomorrow in those vocal cords, Joe. I'm trying my best. All right. See you guys.